This is the Comics Vault Podcast! Let's crack open the vault. So, I'm ready? Hello, and welcome to the Comics Vault Podcast, episode number 9. This episode is sponsored by Deodorant. Just, in general, deodorant. Please put it on. We, we would really like for you to put it on. I'm David of PA Nerd Cosplay, and uh, Neil couldn't be here today, but uh, got a couple things to talk about. Um, this episode, we are wrapping up our interviews from Sci-Fi Valley Con with uh, Billy West. Now, I'm not going to do a whole lot of editing, because it's just funny, but the interview is very awkward for the fact that I caught him coming out of the bathroom in the back after I just interviewed Rob Paulson, because I didn't expect to meet him. So I'm like, hey, uh, I just got done interviewing Rob, do you, do you want to talk for a few minutes, he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I was only going to meet some guests, but I could, but yeah, he was, he was really nice, so, um, we had some, uh, stuff from last week, San Diego Comic-Con happened, so there's some, uh, I'll get into that here in a minute, but what really excited me is, uh, Spider-Man surpassed one billion dollars at the box office, and it's only been in theaters for, uh, you know, a month now, so that's, that's pretty exciting, it's, I believe, uh, the first Spider-Man to surpass a billion, unless it's the second, unless Spider-Man 2 did. I'm not too sure. I'll have to go back and look. But, uh, yeah, and speaking of Spider-Man and Marvel, Stan Lee is, uh, getting a street named after him in honor of, you know, all the many, uh, quote-unquote holidays he has and, you know, because of his passing a few years ago, um, they're getting a street named after him. Uh, University Avenue between Brant Place and West 176th Street are now going to be codenamed Stanley Way in commemoration of Stanley's life and achievements. So that's uh, pretty cool. I'm, I'm sure if you know he was still with us, he'd be ecstatic. I know he already has a street named after him in uh, what, a theme park, I think, Universal Studio or something like that. But uh, I'm sure that in the area that he grew up is, I believe, where the street's going to be, is uh, getting renamed. He'd probably be pretty excited. Um, but before we get into the list of uh, Comic-Con stuff, uh, here's a list of the comics coming out today. We have Absolute Carnage number one, Action Comics number 1013, Age of Conan Bellet number five, Amazing Spider-Man number 26, Batgirl number 37, Batman Beyond number 34, Batman Curse of the White Knight number 1 of 8, Bitterroot Red Summer Spec number 1, Dark Red number 5, Detective Comics number 1008, Doctor Strange number 16, Event and Leviathan number 2, Fearless number 1, Flash number 75, Freedom Fighters number 7, Guardians of the Galaxy number 7, History of Marvel Universe number 1, Honor and Curse number 6, House of X number 1, ICV2 Internal Correspondence number 96, Invisible Kingdom number 5, Justice League Dark number 13, Magnificent Miss Marvel number 5, Marvel Action Avengers number 6, Marvel Action Classics Hulk number 1, Marvel Rising number 5, Marvel's Epilogue number 1, 
My Little Pony Friendship is Magic number 80. Secret Warps Arc Knight Annual number 1. Shuri number 10. Sonic the Hedgehog number 19. Star Wars number 69. Tank Girl number 5. Terrifics number 18. Tony Stark Iron Man number 14. True Believers Absolute Carnage Mania number 1. True Believers Absolute Carnage Separation Anxiety number 1. Valkyrie Jane Foster number 1. Uh, that's supposed to be a really good book. Make sure you get your hands on that, because I know, um, the female Thor number one, or the, I think it's the Mighty Thor number one, which the first appearance of, uh, Jane Foster's Thor, um, which we'll get into that in a minute with the San Diego Comic-Con stuff, that's, that price has kind of gone up because of, you know, she's stepped into that role. Um, we have a Venom Funeral Pyre number one, Wolverine vs. Blade special number one. Wonder Woman number 75, X-Men number 137, Batman Universe number 1, and Wolverine and Captain America Weapon Plus number 1. So those are the comics coming out today. Make sure you head in there and get them. Uh, if they're not on your pull list, make sure you grab them quick or they'll be gone. Um, but uh, let's get into the um, San Diego Comic-Con stuff. There, there was... Uh, the main stuff I want to get into before we get into the interview with Billy is... Marvel Studios Phase 4, which is all the MCU stuff. Um, now, a lot of this isn't coming out till 2020, so 2021 is going to be an uneventful year for Marvel. Um, besides, you know, the comics coming out, but besides that, all the movies they're, you know, currently working on filming and writing and whatnot, they already have either the ideas down or they're currently filming. So um, the first thing on this list is uh, Black Widow the movie, uh, which is going to be Scarlett Johansson in it. It's releasing May 1st in 2020. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's back as Natasha Romanoff for Black Widow. Um, after years of high demand for Black Widow solo movie, they finally got some concrete details during the Marvel panels, as well as some new cast member confirmations and a release date for the following, for the long-awaited title. Um... Rumors suggest that the film explore Natasha's previously mentioned excursions in Budapest, an event that both Black Widow and Hawkeye have referenced. Um, and I think this film is supposed to take place after Civil War, but, in for but before Infinity War. So that'll be pretty uh, interesting to see. It, it just her story, because they never do a whole lot of just her. I mean, Endgame did it pretty well of showing her emotion towards these you know, friends, and what she probably consider family now, um, how she dealt with all that becoming, uh, I wouldn't say the leader of the Avengers since they were no more after the, the blip, as they said in Spider-Man Far From Home, um, so we'll see, you know, how that pans out with what her story is, um, The Eternals, uh, November 6th of 2020, I'm not too familiar with the Eternals, so I can't, you know, give you a whole lot of detail on that. Same thing with uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, that's coming out February 12th, 2021. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, this is supposed to be a good, a good movie. Um, it's uh, May 7th of 2021. Um... My bad. <laughs> 2020 is 
is uh, Black Widow. That's next year. Yeah, I'd... right over my head. <laughs> um, but Doctor Strange, multi, uh, the Multiverse of Madness, is supposed to be a horror type film, which is going to be starring uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange and um, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff or Scarlet Witch. She's supposed to have a big role in this. Um, so I'm not too sure what the movie's going to be about yet, but. I'm sure coming off the first movie, it's going to be really good. Um, and this one here, everyone kind of got, you know, really excited about or up in arms about uh, Thor Love and Thunder. This is now Thor is putting down the hammer. He is stepping down as, you know, the god of thunder. He is just now going to be Thor, Odin's son. Uh, and Jane Foster is picking up the mantle of Thor and... I'm kind of excited about it, as long as they go by the comics and not, you know, some other story. I'm hoping that she has some kind of terminal illness and this, you know, saves her in a way. And Thor has no idea for a while. Um, but I don't know. I mean, this could be either a really good movie or a really political charged agenda movie. I, you know, I don't want to speak out of line, but I think it has the potential to be a really good movie. Um, Blade, that one got a lot of, you know, speed running for some uh, talk about since we haven't had a Blade in who knows how long with uh, Wesley Snipes, but they are starring Mahershala Ali. Um, I don't know if I can say I'm a big fan of him. I think he might do well, but, you know, that's that's for Marvel to figure out how they're going to do it, but um, it'll probably be decent. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that's going to be coming autumn of 2020. Um, we now know from Endgame that Anthony Mackie, who is the Falcon, uh, has been given the shield from Captain America. So he is the new Captain America, and Bucky is going to be his sidekick. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, WandaVision, it's going to be a TV series on Disney Plus, I believe. That's going to be spring of 2021. So that's that's going to be starring uh, you know, Scarlet Witch and Vision. So that, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, Loki is spring of 2021. That is a TV series as well on Disney Plus starring Tom Hiddleston. So... And I know he's he said multiple times that he's not you know he doesn't want to do the role of Loki forever and and I get that he even said the wig really pulls you know messes with his hair and it, it's making him lose hair but uh, you know he does a, a fantastic job as Loki so I wouldn't see why they would go with anybody else if they're you know have this idea um, one that I'm pretty excited for excited for is Marvel's What If it's going to be summer of 2021 uh, it's going to be an animated series uh, with reoccurring roles of of the you know mcu live action actors coming in to do their own characters like say if thor would come in to do be in this cartoon chris hemsworth would come in and voice him or captain america chris evans would come in or spider-man tom holland so the comic lines of what if are really cool you know say if uh i think one of the last ones i've seen was what if eddie brock had become Spider-Man or Flash Thompson, one or the other. Um, it was a really cool story. 
So I think that they could do really, really awesome job with this TV series as an animated series and do a lot more with it. Um, Hawkeye is autumn of 2021. There's no writer or director yet, but they, you know, have confirmed this is something they're in the works of. But uh, that's it for all the Marvel Comic-Con stuff. Um, if you want to get some more info, you know, on that stuff, just head on, just go to Google and type in all of, uh, San Diego Comic-Con news. I'm sure you can find a lot of, uh, information on the Marvel stuff, the DC stuff, comics. I saw, um, there's a Lego movie coming out, another one, a lot of Funko stuff. You know, there's a ton of information they give you, but I can't go through everything. It would, you know, take me all day to tell you. But, uh, yeah, so I'll get right into the uh, interview with Billy West. Uh, this will be a short episode today. Um, and I'm not sure what we'll do for the next episode. I don't, I don't have a, a guest interviewed yet. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. But, uh, you know, leave a comment on this. Tell me who you want interviewed. You know, Neil said in the last episode about uh, Brian. I'll see if I can talk to him, Gus. Um, I talk my dad's best friend, John. You know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for the uh, interview with uh, Billy. I'm here with uh, Billy West at Sci-Fi Valley Con, who has done plenty of characters you probably know. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself, Billy? Well, I'll let the characters do the talking. Shut up and take my money. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. You need an autograph? Why not Zoidberg? <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy. Will you shut up, you bloated sack of protoplasm? Um, dear journal, I met Patty Mayonnaise today. <sighs> now, I had the question about Doug. That was on Nickelodeon, wasn't it? Yes. Well, the pops that come out, they have Disney on them. Did Disney buy out that, that show? Or? Sure, because um, Nickelodeon was beating their ass in ratings, you know, and they couldn't figure out why this Doug is outdrawing everything that they had on TV. And so they, they couldn't understand it, so they said... We have to buy it, because they were through Spectrum analyzing it. And, and we know that Disney has to buy everything, right? So. They have to buy everything. So, uh, they're okay. They're, you know, they were always good. I worked on a Disney show called The 7D, and I loved it. That's cool. Um, now, I, I can't say I'm, like, too familiar with a lot of stuff. You, I, I grew up in the 90s, but I didn't really watch Doug a whole lot. But, I mean, I watched Futurama when it came out. And sure. So uh, what was it like working on Futurama? And you do so many characters on there, so. Yeah, I was very lucky that I could do, um, like, a bunch of characters who were leading characters. And then some incidental voices would they'd hit on me for. And I, I was just nothing but happy. I never had a bad day at work working on that show. Never did I feel messed up or like, you know, ah, they're going to take forever with this. You know, I, it was none of that. And then you can't call it work, can you? I mean, once, when you do what you love, it's not really work, is it? Uh, uh, I didn't know, I wouldn't know who to call. <laughs> <clears throat> I can't, <clears throat> I can't come in today. <clears throat> you know. So, uh, has there been a role that you wanted to get and didn't get? I know Rob was saying about how much of a prick you are that, you know, you took Fry from him, so... Oh, yeah. Is there, is there, what, is there yeah, any... Prick, prick. The, French the French spelling, P-R-I-Q-U-E. <laughs> prick. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I just, um, I was offered these 
roles and they would show me pictures of the characters. And then they would give me a description as much as they could that I should know about this character. Like, is he quick to anger? Is he always happy? Is he so-and-so? What's his weight? What's his height? And um, you learn what they're looking for and you come up with a combination. You look for the voice that will represent all their work, a concerted effort. When did you get started with voice acting? Um, I've been doing voice acting for uh, 39 years. What was your first one you, that you got to do? Um, well, I worked in radio and I was getting paid to do characters, you know. And uh, then I moved to New York and I worked in radio on the Howard Stern show. And then um, I started auditioning for stuff. But in 1988, before I left Boston, um, I worked on a show called Beanie and Cecil. And it was a redo of one from a show from the 60s. And it lasted about six episodes. And uh, so it's hard to count that as a start, but it, it sort of was, you know, and then everything else, just like I would audition for anything. I, I would pound the pavement in New York, sneak out of work to go do an audition. Is there anything new coming out you're going to be in that uh, you're allowed that you're allowed to talk to, I guess? Yeah. Um, Disenchantment on Netflix is Matt Groening's newest show. And uh, since it's Netflix, there's different rules. Like, in other words, you can binge on the entire season once they release it. Which is really good for, you know, people that sit at home a lot and watch TV a lot. So. Right, sure. And, um, and I'm enjoying it immensely. I get to do, uh, there's a wizard, uh, sorcerer, and there's um, the jester, and all these characters. Um, there's, a, there's an an elf, he's sort of the prota protagonist? Yeah, I guess he would, you call him that, named Elfo. And so I do his dad, which is Pops. And I base a lot of these on like old, old movies um, where there were characters that were just so memorable. And I just do my take on it, even if it's a lousy impression. When you do a lousy impression, just remember it's a voice no one's ever heard before. It's like, like Roger, or not Roger, um, Maurice was saying that most, what he does is, uh, it's usually an impression of two or three people put together, and you know, yeah. so, is sure. that, that kind of what you do, or do you do a little something different? I always or? did that, unless I felt like, uh, well, I couldn't do a dead-on impression of anybody, because what's the point? It has to be funny, so you do what you can to make it funny, and your take on that, what you think that person sounds like is totally different from what they are and how they actually sound when you start playing with it. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, say if someone never saw you before, heard your voice, and was like, man, that doesn't, you don't look like the way you sound. It's, no. So, well, it was good running into you. Um, I didn't think I'd get a chance to see you this weekend, but it's, it's good meeting you, so. I'm glad you uh, caught up with me, because I was going back to the table and meet and greet. <laughs> Well, I'll let you get back to meeting and greeting people, so it's good Thank to meet you. Thank you. Good to meet you, too. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to catch Neil in his natural habitat, check out his shop on the corner of 12th Street and 12th Avenue in downtown Altoona. We try to release episodes every other Wednesday. And until we crack open the vault again, see ya.